0: Hi, this is Ilonka, and I listen to On Faith's Edge with Joe Taylor.
1: There's a study that went and interviewed people who have been caught, um, pimps who have been caught for trafficking and are kind of in rehabilitation. And they asked them, how did you find girls? And almost all of them say they go to the mall, they go somewhere where the kids are hanging out, and they just look for the girl that is a little bit, more shy, who can't make eye contact with a person when they give, give her a compliment.
0: On today's show, I speak with Don Hawkins. Don is the executive director of the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. Uh, Don and I talk about the reality and evil of sexual exploitation, prostitution, and sexual slavery. Most importantly, we talk about how do we protect our children from this evil. This is the 51st episode of On Faith's Edge. Hi, welcome to On Faith's Edge. My name is Joe Taylor, recovering atheist and your servant in Jesus Christ. This is your place to hear conversations about God with interesting people. Thank you so much to Alonka Deaton for her introduction. Alonka herself is a survivor of sexual abuse and sexual exploitation by her manager of all people. But most importantly, Alonka Deaton is a survivor. She's also an amazing singer-songwriter. You can hear more about Alanka Deaton at unfaithsedge.com slash 22. We have a great conversation with Alanka at unfaithsedge.com slash 22. Last episode, I spoke with Jean Watson. Uh, Jean began her career as a Christian recording artist after having experienced the depths of brokenness and depression. It was her own brokenness that infused her music with such beauty and compassion. And I tell you what, Gene Watson's music is absolutely beautiful. Uh, Gene has been honored four times as the best female praise and worship artist by the UK Christian Music Alliance. And you can hear my conversation with Gene at onfaithsedge.com slash 50. That's onfaithsedge.com slash 50. You know, over the uh, over the past couple weeks, I've been going through some pictures on my computer trying to clean up duplicates and uh, you know, in in today's digital age, you just take pictures after pictures after pictures, and you end up with uh, with so many pictures you can't keep track of. Well, I found twenty eight. <laughs> I found twenty eight thousand pictures on my computer. Uh, a lot of those are duplicates, and I'm and I'm cleaning that up. But in that process of cleaning that up, I I came across just thousands and thousands of pictures of my uh, of my family, of my daughters, of my uh, of my wife and me, and family vacations and first days of school and uh, embarrassing pictures and so forth. There's one picture out. Uh, there's one, in fact, this picture I'll put on the, I'll put on the website. Um, there's one picture that if you can put a volume to this picture, uh, it's absolutely crazy. If you can put a volume to this picture, uh, that's how my house sounded when these, well, it's how my house sounds now when these three girls get together. Uh, but anyway, it's, uh, you'll see that on today's, in today's, uh, show notes, uh, embarrassed. I'll embarrass them a little bit. I'm sure I'll, I'll hear from them. Uh, cause it is, just a, it's a nutty picture. Anyway, when I'm looking through these pictures, you know, I, I can't help, but, but, but think to myself as a dad, did I, did I do enough? Did I do enough to teach them Did I do enough to uh, provide them wisdom? Uh, did I do enough to equip them to make good decisions? Uh, did I do enough to protect them? And today's episode is, is really poignant for me because of this issue. And we're going to have a couple episodes uh, coming up over the, over the next, uh, couple months, uh, about this issue of, uh, sexual exploitation and sexual slavery. Uh, there's a movie coming out in the next several months called, uh, I think it's called caged. And we speak with the producer, uh, of that movie. Um, and in fact, it's mentioned in, it's mentioned in, uh, in today's interview with Don, uh, but I just can't help but, but but ask myself: Did I do enough to protect them? Uh, did I do enough to show them how to make wise decisions? And they've turned out to be some pretty awesome kids, to be honest with you. On today's show, I speak with Don Hawkins. Don is the Nash is the director of the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. Uh, Don is a passionate defender of human rights who has dedicated her life to fighting against societal harms that threaten the dignity of others her energy creativity and mobilization skills have revived the anti-pornography movement she's appeared on many national television programs including Fox and Friends CNN and Good Morning America Hello Don welcome to the show
1: Hi thank you for having us <laughs>
0: Uh, Don's laughing now, because uh, just as I said, hello, Don, welcome to the show. I caught her in mid-yawn. So. <laughs> uh, as, I, as I said in the introduction, Don, you are with the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. And this is a, this is a subject near and dear to my heart. I have three daughters. More and more, you're reading, reading in the newspaper and seeing on the news uh, this subject of sexual exploitation, sexual slavery, uh, the area that we live in, uh, this show, as is, is our listeners know, is, is produced out of Cincinnati, Ohio. Apparently, our area is a significant hub yeah. for this evil that's going on.
1: You're exactly right. Sadly, Ohio is one of the major hubs for sex trafficking in America. A domestic, I mean, American girls and, and boys and women and so we're here to help expose the links between all forms of sexual exploitation. We want people to see that these things are not happening in a vacuum. Trafficking is not happening just because. Sexual violence is not happening just because. Many of this is linked, and and frankly, pornography is often driving much of this. It's driving the demand for increased trafficking. It's teaching men to use and abuse women to treat them as objects. Um, and so that's what we do. We work to expose these connections, the research, help educate people, but also to change public policies that foster sexual exploitation. So on a government level as well as a corporate level. Um, you brought up Fifty Shades of Grey, and I'm so grateful that you've been able to see through the glitz and the glamour because really that's what the media has done here is they've promoted all of these lies and people believe that really this is a love story, a fairy tale, a romance. When really it it is just a, the glamorization of sexual violence. It's pornography dressed up with a fancy job, fancy suits, and lots of money. And and that's really what we're talking about here.
0: You know, we were talking about Fifty Shades of Grey just a just a few minutes ago, as before we started the before we started the show. And, and I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I want to insult anybody by saying this, but if if that same story was told. In a lower middle income uh, neighborhood, uh, you know it would be it would be a, a horror story. It yeah, w- it would be a horror story. It wouldn't be some some love story that that people are trying to make it out to be. It would be a horror story, and 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 rightfully so.
1: Well, we've been saying that women like Anastasia Steele, who's the main character in the book, they end up in women shelters, end up on the run. Some of them end up. In, in the cemetery, frankly, because in real life, if you take away the fancy suits and the and the fancy job, this really is a relationship that maps on exactly to domestic violence. The the main character in the book and in the movie uses humiliation, coercion, degradation, jealousy, possessiveness, intimidation, all of these things to groom this young girl who's very naive and inexperienced into his world of sexual domination and. Um, and really, she's stuck there once she's there, and she can't find a way out. Um, people say that it's consenting, but really, this is, is, is about coercion. And, um, and because the media is glamorizing this, we're going to see an increase in sexual violence. Just yesterday, I saw in, in Illinois um, a 19-year-old student from the University of Illinois sexually assaulted one of the girls, and he said that he was just trying to act out Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh I mean, we can expect this to increase.
0: Is it increasing? Is it indeed increasing, or is or is it just more visible now because of access to media, uh, social media, so things like that? Or, or are we seeing? Let's, I, I'll just put it the way I feel. are, are we seeing this evil in this world um, exploding?
1: Well, I wish that it was just that it's becoming more visible but i think the reality is that we're seeing an increase in this there is an explosion right now in sexual exploitation pornography now you know young men have been getting this regular diet um most most men today have been exposed to hardcore pornography and and many have become hooked Uh, but the content in pornography today is extremely violent it's very different than it was in the 1960s like playboy used to be. That's not what you see anymore. It's very violent, very degrading, highly objectifying of women. And now we're seeing that play out in the rest of society as women are treated this way. In our colleges, sexual assaults on the rise. In our military, sexual assaults on the rise. In families on the street, all of these things are, are, con- are continuing to explode because we've allowed pornography to kind of take over our culture and drive the message.
0: And it's becoming more and more acceptable.
1: You're uh, right. Yeah.
0: Even, you know, e- even in movies, PG-13 movies and uh, movies that you think are, are are safe to take your kids, you, you can't. You can't anymore. So what are some of the statistics? What What's going on out there?
1: Well, sadly, today in America, they say that by age 11, every... American child has been exposed to hardcore pornography. And what we found, I, I hate to say this, but this is part of my work, but it took me 10 minutes with a simple search on Google to find softcore pornography. I was immediately exposed to hardcore porn. And so that's what our kids are seeing. If they're curious and they want to know, what a term means. They want to learn about sex. They're nervous to go to their parents. They go to Google, and what they're seeing is extremely violent, deviant material, um, and and that really has takes a toll on their development, on their social development, on their on the the sexual templates that are forming, on their relationships, spiritual on their spiritual lives as well. Um, we know that many people are struggling with sexual addictions many of with pornography addictions and 30% of those are women so this isn't just a man's problem we know that women are struggling a lot with this as well Um, so we will continue to see a burgeoning (laughs) burgeoning problems as we continue to if if we allow it to continue to take over our our culture
0: what do these what do these how do these girls get involved in sexual exploitation Sexual slavery. How does it happen, and and what takes place? What what? Let, let's 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 paint the real picture here, and let's not gloss over it.
1: Well, I can talk about this for a long time. <laughs> so, um, and this is a whole can of worms. But in short, let me just highlight what one really famous pornographer said. He said he doesn't have to look for girls anymore who he can get into porn because they're coming to the porn set porn ready. And it's because our culture, the media is grooming young girls into accepting this kind of, this, in, into thinking that this is what they should be. The The supermodel, the model who's on the cover of Sports Illustrated, which just hit stand last week, she, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but she's pulling down her tiny bikini problems at bottoms and there's a focus on the genital area. It's highly pornographic. It's more pornographic than the covers of Playboy and Hustler this month. I mean, it's so bad. And these are at the checkout lines of our grocery stores. But, but when she when it was revealed to her that she was gonna be on the cover, she said this is the best day of her life. And sadly, this is what so many young women think that they that they should aspire to be that they that they are objects and they should aspire to just use their sexuality to be successful in life our media is bombarding kids from the especially young girls from the youngest age Abercrombie and Fitch sells bikinis bikini tops that are padded for 8 year olds I mean what message are we sending so then when these young girls who are trying to compete with these supermodels and with the messages in media when when they become teenagers and they're looking to belong and they're looking for self-esteem and self-confidence, predators are right there for, to, to, to target them. And they don't have to work that hard anymore because the girls have already been groomed for them, sadly. A lot of traffickers, um, there's a study that went and interviewed people who have been caught, um, pimps who have been caught, for trafficking and are kind of in rehabilitation. And they ask them, how did you find girls? And almost all of them say they go to the mall, they go somewhere where the kids are hanging out, and they just look for the girl that is a little bit more shy, who can't make eye contact with a person when they give, give her a compliment, who, who feels, you know, a little less self-esteem and she kind of stands out in that way. And then they get her. And that's what the pornographers do. I have a handbook that one of our allies stole from a porn convention. And in, in the handbook, it teaches other budding pornographers who want to enter the industry how do you get a woman to do this stuff. In that handbook, they even say, you just got to go after a girl who has little self-esteem. And, and what we know what the statistics show are a lot of the girls who are in, involved in the sex industry. I have quotes around that because this is not really a <laughs> legitimate industry. But um, many of them are victims of child sexual abuse. Many of them are, are, feel like they have absolutely no other resources, no other way to make money other than with their bodies, because that's what the media has told them all of these years growing up. And so really, I think that's, that's really why we're at this crisis level where, where it's not even hard anymore to find girls to exploit and to put in these positions because overwhelmingly, our society, our culture, the media has done it for them.
0: So these evil predators... Are hanging out at malls, trying to find girls with signs of low self esteem
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: and uh, befriending them, putting them into a life of prostitution and a life of sexual exploitation? Where are the parents
1: well that 's the problem um, Some of them come from strong families, lots of them don 't come from strong families in in America. Victims of trafficking and and other types of sexual exploitation, I mean, they don't fit into one exact mold. The one thing that many of them have in common is this low self-esteem kind of issue. Um... But, but a lot of times parents are turning their backs. They don't realize what our kids are facing. They're more involved with what's going on in their own lives than in helping communicate with their children and teach them right from wrong. A lot of times parents aren't paying attention to what kids are doing online. These predators are on Facebook. They're sending our kids messages. They're asking to be friends. They're starting these. I mean, this is the story I hear over and over again. A lot of times parents aren't paying attention. They don't know who their kids are talking to online. They don't know who they're going out with on the weekends. And so that's, that's a big part of the problem, too. But also we know that one in three runaways ends up in prostitution by the age of 15. Oh my gosh! I mean, so these are runaway children whose parents, for whatever reason, aren't involved in their lives.
0: What life are these are these young women, these girls, being put into?
1: Well, especially because this is driven by pornography, which is a, is ever violent i I don't want to use such graphic language here to explain exactly what's in pornography, but it's very violent mm-hmm. because that's often driving the sexual templates and the desires of the men who are. Buying these girls, what they're going into is ex- is high abuse, extreme violence, um, and a lot of times they can't they can't get out of it. Um, I was talking with a young woman from Illinois a couple of weeks ago, and she she was telling me that she's in prostitution and she's happy with it, and and she's empowered by this. And I asked her, "Well, how did you get involved?" Well, she got involved when she was fifteen. Her boyfriend sold her. She was trafficked for three years. And by the time she was 19, she, she tried to stop and get out of it. And she found that she, she couldn't hold a job. She had no other skills. She had dropped out of high school because her pimp forced her to. And now she's still doing prostitution. But, but she feels like it's empowering now because she's stuck in this rut and she can't get out of it. And, th- and that's, the, that's really the life that many of them fall into where they just feel like there's no other hope. I don't want to get stuck in the hopelessness, though, because many people do get out, and many people are able to find restoration and recovery, and both those who are being exploited and the users. But, but for many, this is a hard, hard life.
0: Lisa Arnold is the, uh, was a co-producer for God's Not Dead, um, and she is uh, about to release a movie called Caged, mm-hmm. about a father who sells his daughter into sexual slavery to pay off a debt, does this really go on?
1: It's hard to answer that without starting to cry just because I get, like, for example, I get Google alerts every morning and one of my Google alert- alerts is set up uh, for sex trafficking and these issues and I get 20 or more articles every single day where somebody close, often a mother or a father, is caught selling their children for trafficking. So I'm sure that, I mean, if if she's not basing it on an exact true story, it's a true story. If you just look across our nation at the news headlines, you'll see this happening everywhere, almost daily.
0: You were telling me earlier about... A, uh, a major victory that was just won with Google.
1: Part of our, our efforts at the National Center on Sexual Exploitation is to help change public policy that fosters sexual exploitation. So we work with Capitol Hill and government leaders to help get an important laws enforced. But we also try to change policies at the corporate or business level. And each year we come out with the Dirty Dozen list. We've picked 12 targets that we um, we expose their involvement in pornography and sexual exploitation. For example, Verizon, Hilton Hotels, Facebook, Google. These are all some of our, our targets this year. Um, we've listed Google or one of their platforms for the last three years. We've been working on them for a while. We've had thousands of people join with us, a couple hundred other organizations in a coalition. And we've gone to Google and said, you, you foster exploitation in so many ways. And one of the biggest, I'm excited to announce a a big victory happened yesterday when Google announced that they're going to remove all pornography and sexually explicit material from their platform, Blogger, which is like one of the most popular blogging platforms out there right now. Um, Last year, Google kicked out pornography and sexually explicit ads in AdWords and also any explicit apps in Google Play. So we're seeing a complete shift in Google's policies as across... The, their platform, they are shifting away from, from profits that are coming from pornography and exploitation. So this is incredible news. Um, and we expect, especially because they're a global leader, really, in the internet and in technology, that many others will hopefully follow suit. Um, but so this is exciting, but really it came because of this groundswell of public of of the public saying no more to sexual exploitation. And there's also so much research now. These corporations can't ignore the fact that pornography is causing a pandemic of harm to individuals, families, and society.
0: What are some of the warning signs to look for? Uh, What are some of the actions that they can take? Uh, Where do they go if they suspect that that this is going on?
1: Um... Well, there are, there's a quite a few resources for them. If you go to our website and sexualexploitation.org, I have a list of a lot of different resources to help parents, as well as those who, if, if you feel like you're in a situation and you need help. There's a couple of hotlines you can call and, and stuff like that. Um, but really what to look out for, depression, depression. Um, Kind of shifting away from everything that the kids care about, giving up on kind of life, quitting all of their hobbies, just not being interested in things. Um, it's important to know who they're hanging out with and how they're spending their time and know those people. Um, and, and I think a lot of times if parents just take these couple of steps to, to know their children what's going on, they can help prevent a lot of these, a, a lot of this type of, of abuse that happens.
0: What simple steps? There's enough judgmentalism to go around, and and uh, enough finger pointing for everybody. But the things that you just said, let's go for, over them again.
1: Okay. So know who they're communicating with, who they're hanging out with. Know who, who your friends, to.
0: who your who your who your little girls, your 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 friends, fr- your daughter's friends are.
1: Mm-hmm. Know what activities they're involved in and what activities they might be giving up.
0: Know what they're doing, right? Just pay attention.
1: And emotionally know how they're feeling. Are they struggling with depression? Are they unhappy? Are they more withdrawn? Those kinds of things.
0: And those three things, you're saying, Don, can prevent the vast majority of sexual exploitation.
1: Most definitely. And not just sexual exploitation. I mean, we're talking about bullying, all of these other things that young people today are faced with. I mean, just those simple steps can help prevent a lot of that. Now, I want to say, too, that this happens. I mean, we're dealing with incredibly clever and deceptive people. I would add an evil who who know exactly what to say and how to say it to get your kids hooked. So you, it, it is, it is true that you could be a wonderful parent, what amazingly engaged with their life. And this can still happen, but overwhelmingly you can cut down on these things by, by keeping track of these, you know, these three simple steps.
0: Don, how did you get involved in this work?
1: I, um, I just saw that I, I hated porn. <laughs> I didn't realize how bad it was, honestly. I wanted to volunteer for a cause that um, that was not really being addressed in America. And so I started volunteering. And as I've learned more about the research, about what happens to our brains, what how pornography is fueling trafficking and sexual violence, I've just become more and more passionate about it and realized that we need to expose this so that other people can work to... To help stop this really it's a public health crisis that we're at right now and we can't keep continue to ignore it and so I guess I learned a little bit and now I'm stuck <laughs> fighting this fight.
0: There is evil in this world and this is a manifestation of evil and uh, the work that you're doing Don is uh, unbelievable as a father to daughters thank you oh, thank, thank you so you. much uh, how can we get in touch with you and uh, how can we find out more
1: Sure. Well, go to our website, org. Our email's there, all our social media, all of our campaigns and projects. I, I want to just say we need help. We need people to speak up. If you're a little bit nervous, you don't have very much time, I've made it so easy for you to just send emails, sign petitions right from our website. It takes you 30 seconds. If you're able to do a little bit more, we have projects in your community that you can do um and and but but we need we really need an army of supporters joining together and helping to expose this for what it is. Thank you, Don. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: God bless. You know, a couple big wins for uh for Don and her or her organization. Uh both Hyatt Hotels and Hilton Hotels have removed Access to pornography. So congratulations to Don and the National Center on Sexual Exploitation for really making a difference. In fact, uh, to quote, uh, to quote, uh, this is an article uh, from the Christian Post doc, at the ChristianPost.com where they, they wrote about this. This was back in August that this actually happened with Hilton. Here's the quote. We believe in offering our guests a high degree of choice and control during their stays with us, including... Wi-Fi on personal devices. However, we have listened carefully to our customers and have determined that adult video on demand entertainment is not in keeping with our company's vision and goals moving forward. Big, big win. Well, that'll wrap up today's show. Uh, you can uh, you can find out more about Don on uh, about Don and her organization at EndSexualExploitation.com. Again, that's EndSexualExploitation.com. Dot com And Don's contact information, including Facebook and, and Twitter links, will be found on today's show notes at onfaithsedge.com slash 51. Again, that's onfaithsedge.com slash 51. That'll wrap up today's show. Thank you to Don Hawkins for being with us today, and thank you for listening. You mean a lot to me, and you mean a lot to this show. God is real. He loves you, and so do I. God bless.
1: Thank you for listening to On Faith's Edge. You can subscribe to the show via iTunes, Stitcher Internet Radio, or your favorite podcast app on Android, Apple, or Windows devices. To reach out to Joe or leave comments about the show, visit onfaithsedge.com. You're important to us, and we would love to hear from you.